You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. Cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Bernard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Uh, anything new going on? Uh, anything, uh, <clears throat> that was a real cough, but, uh, a uh, suggestive cough as well, uh, purposeful, uh, dual purpose cough, uh, and sniffle. Um, <laughs> any uh, kind of cool news happened that we were uh, on our bye week last yeah. week with a uh, with a ask meanie that you know we didn't. Well, even if we, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'm trying to think, man. I don't. I don't know of anything major like. Earth shattering. Like any anything we kind of like maybe said was going to happen. Yeah, something we called for happen. a couple yeah. months now. Something we were talking something about. We, some something we Babe Ruth. Yeah, what to existence. We, what like with I'm trying to do the thing for the camera. Here, <laughs> we all Babe Ruth and went yeah. right there. It's going to happen right there. Yeah, and we said we were like, remember it was like it was something with Chicago and Survivor yeah. Series and uh, fuck, what was it? Some some about spite. Yeah. Like a spiteful, yeah, being spi- yeah. Like when to crush the competition, crush their their the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, wow. Yeah, like, you know, somewhere somebody was supposed to show up, yeah. and you know they, you know they got fired, and you know yeah. they, they had an opportunity to go back to where they were supposed to be and yeah. uh, go ha ha, kind of thing. I, 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 it'll come to us, man. I know we'll think we're we're really good. Our <laughs> dynamic is great, so I know as we're talking, it's going to come to us. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still selling the turkey after effects of Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, and them fucking scalloped potatoes, man. They knocked me the fuck, fuck out. That tryptophan yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> uh. We fucking called it, dude. Yeah. Let's just say we did it. We called yeah. it again. Yep. And you all know that yeah. from listening to this show. Blue Meanie called that shit. Adam Bernard called that shit. Yes. Fucking hell, man. We're going to just jump right into it. First and foremost, hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, Meanie and I are still coming off of our... Uh, tryptophan sleep, which is why we had a bye week last week. Shout out to the pod squad uh, yes. joining us today. We got a full house here. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's shout out the crew that's in here. Yeah, uh, dude. We got uh, Andrew Bailey. We got Slickner. We got Nate Smythe. We got Minded of Me. Oh, that's you. Uh, <laughs> that's me. Machete Von Kill. Yeah, we got a good, we got a good, good crew here having hey, a little chat. You can uh, chat along with us, and we can read your comments on the air uh-huh. at uh, patreon.com slash lowest uh, as low as 10 bucks get you in. So and you can, hop on over. And you can, but, hear uh, the, yeah. you can hear the Green Room show as well, which we do uh, We do about, about 10 to 15 minutes before the actual show kicks off. So you get to hear yeah. all kinds of stuff we talk about in there, stuff that's not going to air uh, here on the regular platform. Uh, and you get to watch us do this ad-free. So go ahead right now. And sign up today. Uh, but meaning, I guess, the top of the program here is the big And you return. can see that I need a fucking haircut. Oh, oh, my God. This hair is gross. I think it looks all right, man. Yeah, that's, it's it's quite right. nice. Yeah. I mean, my beard is ready to to be it's, trimmed it's up. My, but. This is my Bob's big boy look. Bob. I understood that reference. 
Yeah, that she stand outside like <laughs> stand outside of Bob's big boy. Schlichter, I think we need that on a shirt. Can we do a, can we do a Meanie's big boy shirt with the hair? Um, <laughs> that's a be good one. <laughs> Don't forget prowrestlingtees.com slash mind of the meanie. Pick up your swag. Hey, today. I know I, I saw there was somebody bought an I'm an Adam Bernard guy shirt today. Oh Patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. I'm very proud. I'm very oh happy. man, look at proud, that. Proud Papa over here. Proud Papa. <laughs> I love it, man. Go ahead and they call me sh- Proud Papa. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm stepping all over you, man. I'm so sorry. I'm actually doing that because I'm too hyperactive. I so I got a new flavor of coffee. Um, oh donut, yeah, donut shop made peppermint bark coffee, and I've had I think three cups today. So mm. uh, I am buzzing, dude. So rectally, I, yeah, rectally, and actually also physically as well. It's like <laughs> you got to hit from both ends, right? It, 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 that's the best way it works. Like I'm fully focused, and I'm like right in there. But it's also like once we're done, Papa's got to jump because they, they. I think the motto was uh, the best part of waking up is Folgers in your butt. <laughs> the best part of waking up is Folgers in your butt. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I'm having some uh, Tim Hortons myself, even even ah. though I'm stepping over the whole thing that we you know we called it. <laughs> you know. We're gonna get there. Don't worry. The Tim Hortons, what kind of flavor? Uh, just regular old Timmy's. Yeah. There's a there's a Tim's over in fucking Jersey, mm. which uh, <clears throat> like that was like when we would go to Canada or upstate New York, we were like, oh, we gotta buy a couple things with fucking Tim's. Oh shit! And now there's one like 25 minutes from us over in fucking Jersey. It's like. God damn. Yeah. So we go over there and stock up like we're hibernating for the winter. You know? <laughs> I just, I ordered, so I ordered a box of that peppermint bark stuff at, at, at the office at my shoot job. And then it was so good. I brought a couple pods home and I was like, well, fuck, I can't just like, I need that for the office. So I bought a box for myself, but now I got to make it like ration out. And I'm like, I don't want to drink the rest of the shit. I want the good stuff, man. Leaves a nice, uh, nice Christmassy minty taste in your mouth afterwards. It's fucking fabulous, dude. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> as, as soon as you take uh, two sips, your asshole's singing, uh, <laughs> is whistling Billy Joel's The Stranger. <laughs> well, if it's, Chris- if it's Christmas flavored, then it's whistling White Christmas. So, you know, oh. that's looking like a frog with my fucking feet turned inward, like just hustling to the, I wish I could stand up and show you, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a whole movement fucking along st- with it. Standing there like Woody from Christmas Story, just all knock need and shit. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Nate says, every time Meanie says, God damn, I say it like Cornette. I have to, Nate, I have to stop myself from doing that because yeah. every, time, every time he says it, I just want to go, well, God damn. <laughs> Triple cheese, motherfucker. Onions, motherfucker. Extra cheese. <laughs> but speaking um, of people who called it, my brother. They called yeah, it to the, uh, the triumphant return of CM Punk to WWE yeah. took place uh, at Survivor Series War Games this past weekend in Chicago. Holy fucking shit. Let's talk about it. Let's pull it apart. Did you yeah. watch it live? Well, actually, let's say, what, what did you think of the War Games itself? Did you watch the pay-per-view? Did you get a chance to check it out after? Uh, and after, did you watch it live? What were your thoughts on the event itself? I uh, watched... <clears throat> The first part at Casa de Mini. 
mm. and then uh, hopped in a lift because I'm trying to be a responsible adult and uh, watched the rest of that McCuskers on my phone. Mm. And uh, which, you know, it's cool to have a couple brews and watch some wrestling. You know? Absolutely. Uh, I thought the event was great. Yeah. You know, uh, <clears throat> I'll say this is like, you know, uh, Survivor's. Okay, start that over again. Uh, Survivor Series. It's hard to say Survivor Series when you have no lips. Um, <laughs> Survivor sure. Series. Survivor Series. Being, what's the hit? I was just doing my face, like trying to hide my lips while I'd say Survivor Series. I'm sorry, go ahead. Survivor Series. Eh. Uh, being one of the uh, original four pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Or at, I just heard a phrase, uh, I heard Conrad say this this week, it's, it's a, a tent pole event, mm. which kind of... Make that's a good that's a good phraseology. Yeah, you know. Well, shout out to Conrad, the pod father. What's up, dude? Love him, love yeah, him. Um, you know, usually the Survivor Series has been like the booger, mm-hmm. you know, lately of all the, you know, because you got WrestleMania, yeah, and then you got the Royal Rumble. Well, you know, they go in order for the year, right? You know, January, you got Royal Rumble. Then you got WrestleMania, and then you got SummerSlam, which is the summertime version of WrestleMania. Yeah, and then Survivor Series, you know, inside. You know, Survivor Series has always been the uh, okay. So you know, yeah, they've had a few good ones, but like this one was was pretty good, pretty good. You know, uh, I love that they were brought back War Games. Yeah, even though, even though, I wish the cage had a roof. Yeah. Uh, now let me that, ask. That kind, let me ask you a question. Is that something they initially sure. did during War Games? Is they had a roof on it? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, the the original War Games, you know, from the Crockett's, had uh, you know the two rings cage yeah. with a roof on it. Mm. And um, if you think back, you know, it makes sense because, well, that was a that was Georgia Championship Wrestling. Georgia Championship Wrestling had. The last battle of Atlanta, which was a, a cage with a roof on it. Mm. So the Crockett's, who initially, I guess, bought out Georgia Championship Wrestling, yeah, you know, uh, took the idea of a roofed cage and made it two rings, which I believe the first one was at the Omni in Atlanta, mm-hmm. which I just did a thing for uh, ad free shows, um, making the town where we uh, talk about different. Venues and I just did a whole thing on Omni Atlanta and brought up war games. That's why I'm bringing that up. Mm-hmm. That's that's my thought of a uh, train of thought. But uh, yeah, and I got to see, I got to see uh, one of the original. I got to see a war games match in person at the the Philadelphia Civic Center. Wow! For the, for the NWA, I think it was a, a Great America Bash. I forget which year at the uh, Philadelphia Civic Center. Cool, and it was it was pretty cool to see that in person. Yeah, you know? I'm sure. But uh, you know, and I love the WWE's brought the concept back. I yeah. just wish the cage had a roof on it. Yeah. But uh, I guess having it sans roof gives uh, more room for activities <laughs> where uh, you know people you got people jumping off the top of the cage and tra- with trash cans over their heads and shit like that. So, <laughs> That adds to the spectacle. And that's yeah. all wrestling is. It's about spectacle. For sure. It's about moments. You know, I 
I don't give a shit about having a four or five star match. Let's do something where people go, oh man, remember you did that thing? Yeah. Whatever that thing is, if somebody remembers it, a moment. Yeah. You know, you know, I'll think of family. Remember that moment? They always go, remember that thing you did? Which is awesome. Yeah. You know, more fans remind me not daily, but often. You know, shit I've done that I forget I fucking did. You know? Mm-hmm. And that just happened this week. Somebody brought up something I did. And I went, I did that? You know, and then, you know. But um, where was I going with this? Um, Talk about, yeah, war games and WWE. And yeah, I got two like war that. games in, per- in person. And, uh, you know, and making moments. That's where I got, you know. And, you know, war games with the, the roof off, which, okay, I said my piece, uh, does open up. You know, for crazy shit. Yeah. You know, and it's almost like by design that they do these now, you know, where somebody does like a, a triple Lindy off the top of fucking, <laughs> of the cage, like Rodney Dangerfield and, and back to school, you know. Just, yeah. But, you know, it was awesome. You know, the, the women's match, I, I, the women's match might have actually been better than the guys, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. God damn, I love that they brought in Black Sabbath's War Pigs, man. Yeah, dude. That just... Next level for me, man. Dude, they opened up the pay-per-view with the cage coming down, and they're playing Black Sabbath. With the fucking air air raid siren and shit. Like, Oh, my God. Pump it right into my fucking veins. Couldn't possibly be any more hyped than I am right now at this moment. I want to see some fucking carnage now. Like, so good. So good, man. Thank you, Papa H. Thank you. Bum, 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 bum. Dude, so good. So good. Yeah. You're not fucking the hyped only- after listening to that or watching that whole experience and the promo package, the inter- the intro shit. If you're not hyped as shit after watching that, like you got to check your pulse because I think you might be dead. It made me stand up in my living room. Yeah. I was like, I was like, this is fucking great. Yeah, dude. And God bless WWE production. They, they, they're fucking top notch. You know, Second just- to none, man. Well, they've been in the game the longest. So, yeah. I mean, it's like second nature to them. You know, they could do it with their fucking eyes closed and with their feet on the keyboards, you know, just. <laughs> Probably. You know, but uh, just a promo package, watching them live, you know, they, they they know how they, you know, kick it off right where they open up the match with one of the, the you know, because they have to have, two war games matches they open up with one and finish mm-hmm. with the other smart perfect perfect violent sandwich yeah <laughs> you know just uh i'll say the women's match was probably better than the men's yeah you know <clears throat> no no shot at the men but to the to the guys but it's you know when they you have two war games matches you know there's <clears throat> sorry you're good you know there's a sense of uh competition between the two of who's going to have the most, the more memorable match. Yeah, and uh, I forget who do- dove off the type of the cage within the trash can. But oh, that was, was EO, like EO Sky. Yeah, yeah, that was that was fucking badass. The spot, uh, man. She's crazy. crazy. Yeah, her her music. Her oh ring man, entrance. her fucking music slaps, bangs, and fucks, dude. I told you when I was in. <laughs> Detroit at SummerSlam, but that press box and she cashed in, man, that shit hit. I was like, the bass on that fucking music is crazy in person, man. I mean, we're up at the top of Ford Field and then the windows are vibrating. It was crazy, man. 
that crazy. bass will shake your shake the fillings in your molars. You know, <laughs> you know, oh my god, it was so crazy. <laughs> As a uh, little Richard would say, "Make your big toe shoot up through your boot." <laughs> it's you true. Know? It's true. It's a <clears throat> fucking banger. And she comes out with that that staggered walk, and it's like that's the only way I could describe it. Yeah, yeah. If you have a better way to describe it, please correct me. But um. Please fact check me, bro. <clears throat> but um, yeah, fantastic. Um, and is that in the, in the the main event? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm blanking on the rest of the card right now because I'm still hyped up on the the thing. But well, it was. I mean, it was Gunther and Gunther and the Miz, which I thought was great, like a clash yeah. of styles. Okay. Anybody that's still shitting on the Miz too in twenty in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three, like please touch grass. And seek help. Find some friends because here's the thing, you know, <clears throat> you don't get to be in tw- in the WWE for 20 years if you're not good. Thank you. You know, I went to WWE, <clears throat> and unfortunately, I couldn't been been there. I would have loved to have been there for 20 years, but I was there for two, and he's been there for 20. And I know how hard it is to, you know, it's not that you know working for WWE is hard. It's getting over and catching on with the fans is fucking hard, you know? And he's done it. <clears throat> he went there from being, you know, the guy who was, you know, frowned upon by the locker room as a contest, you know, a, a reality show guy, you know, oh, this reality show guy's coming in just to use this as a stepping stone to go into something new. But, hey, guess what? He's still here. Yeah. It's 20 years later. Yeah. You know, and uh, he's fantastic. I love him. Yeah, good guy too. I got to meet him at least once. I've heard nothing but amazing <clears throat> things about him too. Like anybody I've ever spoken, anybody who's ever talked to me about meeting the Miz or interacting with him, is just a great guy. Just a wonderful guy. And I popped that we we both went to the same WrestleMania in Atlantic City. Oh no shit! Like, yeah, him and his family drove out from Cleveland. I think it was maybe been WrestleMania four, but mm. we were both that like me, the Miz, and Lance Storm were all at WrestleMania four. <laughs> that's cr- like that. that's crazy, man. Yeah, it's hard to tell because there's like four and five in the Lanxy, but mm-hmm. it, was, it was we were all together for that one or whatever. Wow. But, but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Miz and Gunther, Gunther's fucking fantastic too, man. Just yeah. uh, I like what WWE's doing too. The the title reigns kind of mean something now mm-hmm. with you know Gunther, you know, being the longest reigning current, you know, the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion. Uh, you know, Roman Reigns having. The longest, having a long, having a long reign, mm-hmm. not the longest because Bruno's still got that fucking unlock. Yeah, it's never gonna, it's never gonna end. <laughs> but um, I like that the title reigns fucking mean something. Yeah, I hate, I hate when they do the hot potato shit. I'd rather hear that somebody held the belt for three years than somebody won it sixteen times because that match. That means you lost it 15 times. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. You know, you know, it was back in the day, it, you know, when I, was, when I was a kid, it meant something that like Harley Race was a seven time world champion. You're like, wow. Yeah. That'll never be beaten. You know, flash forward, you know, guys are like talking about 16 times. Or if you're in AEW, they, uh, you know, recognize the ones that weren't recognizing called Ric Flair, 21-time world champion. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just cool. Yeah. It's because it's, it's the truth. 
You know, uh, there's, you know, he had a couple title switches that weren't recognized because, you know, yeah, I forget where he was. Uh, he lost about one time just because he was afraid that the locals were going to kill him if he beat the top baby face in the area. It's like down in, not Puerto Rico, but one of the uh, islands, other other islands in the vicinity. I can't, I'm done. Wow. Dominican Republic, probably. I think it was. I think it was in Dominican Republic or something like that. Flair dropped the belt to the local baby face because if he would have won, the fans would have hit the ring and just murdered him. Wow. And uh, <clears throat> George Napolitano was down there taking photographs. And, you know, George and Rick had to like flee and get to the airport and fly out before the fucking fans wow. fucking killed him. Wow. Killed him. <clears throat> but, uh, I'm getting off a fucking side road here, but uh, back to Survivor Series. Uh, dude, it was, a, it was a great event. Um, I watched mostly from the bar, and uh, dude, I'm sitting there at the bar, and you know, the, the, the uh, here's the thing I thought Nakamura was going to be on the show, right? Yeah. Because they kept doing these things where Nakamura was saying, these, you know, these cryptic messages, right? Yeah. And he was quoting fucking. Like, there's one time he quoted Cult of Personality. Yeah. He's like, only you can set you free. Or, you know, he's saying all these cryptic things. And, like, dude, he's literally quoting CM Punk's theme song. Yeah. So here, here's my, I'm sitting in the bar. I'm watching. Uh, I have a buddy, Isaac, who's also a wrestling fan, metalhead. We sit there. and We're sitting there watching on my phone. And I was like, so when's Nakamura, uh, Shinsuke's fucking match? And the War Games match was coming on, which means I, in my mind, I thought Shinsuke was going to be on after War Games. Mm. For some reason, this is my uh, half, you know, buzzed fucking pro wrestling tea leaf reading fucking <laughs> psychology. I was like, War Games coming on. I, isn't Nakamura supposed to be on this? We're, oh, and I went, oh, Nakamura's going on after War Games, so that means Punk's coming out. I said, I was like, guys, Punk is coming out after the War Games because I've been calling it. I was just like figuring out where, you know, I'm like that meme with uh, Lindsey Wagner with all the numbers and you know, <laughs> the bionic, you know, the, the fucking numbers and pie charts floating before mm -hmm. our eyes. And uh, war games happens, and then uh, the uh, trade, the, the copyright thing comes up. I go, ah, what the fuck? Yeah, me too. And then, and then I, I fucking literally got off my bar. So I went, CM Punk, right? And then uh, Mrs. Meany was out smoking. I was like, Isaac, go tell CM Punk. I, I, go tell everybody outside because everybody, you know. There's other wrestling fans like CM Punk, and so they all came out and we all huddled around my phone. Wow, <clears throat> on the on the bar and uh, watched it. And we're like, holy shit! I was like, I, you know, holy shit! Yeah, and he looked great. Yeah, he got, he got a had a new do, clean white t shirt, fresh out of the kick. bag, probably too. Yeah, fucking fresh, fresh white kicks, some jeans. And like he did the thing, and then like they cut it off, like yeah, early where he's like, oh, and then like go to the package. I'm like, holy shit! They cut it off at the right point, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, know, just just, like, en- just enough to keep you like fucking make you hooked, want man. More. Yeah, make you want more, man. Right? Cut it, it, as much as I wanted to see more. Uh, they knew when to cut it off just to tease you, so they have it, have enough for highlight reels for uh for raw. Well, you know what else I like too is the fact that like they didn't go to anybody in the ring, right? Like they didn't. Like, they didn't focus on the Judgment Day. They didn't focus on Seth or Randy or anybody else. They just on Punk and the crowd and the experience, right? Yeah. Which I loved because I felt like if they had gone to, like, there's, it's like you're hot-shotting him into an angle and there's no reason to right now. You know what I mean? Like, you're, yeah. you're, you're setting seeds, planting seeds that aren't there. Just, I, I, I feels like they did that purposefully, but, um, which I loved. I, I thought that was a great. But- I, I think WWE is well aware of the fact that everybody has a cell phone camera. Mm-hmm. And that why should we take our production, take our cameras off the moment that's happening right there when, you know, there's a couple thousand people in this audience are going to do free PR for us. Yeah. And uh, post it on their socials. And we're just going to go to their feeds and take the, f- the footage from their socials and put it on our TV, like they, you know, they did you know, on, on Raw. They did. They showed everybody's reaction videos. Yeah, to see CM Punk coming back, which is great. Yeah, and it's it's free production, and it puts over those those fans feel like a million bucks because they're on WWE TV. And they're in canon now. Yeah, they're a part of the story forever, which is amazing. Yeah, you know. Yes, and it's smart. I, you know, WWE knows that you know fans are got their phone cameras out, and then. You know, there, there's that footage of uh, Seth Rollins, you know, freaking out and swearing. And uh, I, I'm sure they've, dude, that's another thing. Yeah. Hi, it's me. They, I'm a Mark. They got me, by the way. Sorry, yeah. everybody. Dude, no, here's another thing. And it goes back to, I want to, was it SummerSlam that Seth Rollins said, see, I called CM Punk all those names like a cancer and don't come back. And with Nick Halsman. Yeah. Way to go, Nick. Look what you did again, dude. No, no, no. Well, here's I'm the teasing. Thing. I'm teasing. I love Nick. Nah, yeah, I know. I'm, I know. I love Nick. But he's also- <laughs> prick stones. Yeah. <laughs> he's, become, he's become like CM Punk's personal press agent right now. And that's not a knock. <laughs> no. that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good fucking in to have, right? I could just see him after all this stuff. Like as soon as this happens, like once Punk came back and the Rollins thing, I can just see him and just sitting and just like, <sighs> here we go again. <laughs> no, but- I, look at here's my perspective. What if Punk's going through all this stuff in AEW, and he says, "Hey Hausman, you're doing that WWE press junket. Tell you know they because they they didn't roll footage before that. They what if Hausman went up to Seth and said, "Hey, I'm going to ask you a question about Punk. Just go off on him." Yeah, and then they roll and he asks, because why would you ask? Seth Rollins about CM Punk at a WWE press junket for no reason other than the fact that you knew in a couple months that Punk was thinking about coming back to WWE. Right. Yeah. Besides the fact that Punk showed up at WWE unannounced. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. So all the pieces were all being, all the seeds were being planted months and months in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Punk knew. And maybe he, maybe that was a good reason he punched Jungle Boy. He's yeah. like, "Fuck it, I'm out. I got, I got, I got other options." Yeah, you know, you know, it's it's like like when you know it's your last day at work. Yeah, and, you know, you upper deck the fucking toilet on the way out. You know, just fucking, <laughs> you know, 
You put saran wrap in the toilet seat just to mm-hmm. watch somebody fucking go, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> the know? fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it bouncing back at me? <laughs> um, you know. Uh, no, man. It's, it, it, <laughs> I, I was going to say I have another one, but I don't want to give anybody yeah, fucking ideas. I won't give away all my tricks. <laughs> Keep that one in your pocket. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You got you to save some for the fucking uh, unexpecting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I to me, Punk, you know, told Halsman, "Hey," and I. This is just my my brain. I don't know anything. I'm just saying. From leading up to this, Punk probably said, "Hey, Halsman." Ask Seth Rollins about me and have tell him to just cut a fucking promo on me. Yeah, because to see Seth Rollins' reaction that all the fans filmed to Punk coming back to WWE was a little over the top. Yeah, like what did this guy do to make a guy freak out like that and be be held back by Michael Cole? No, that no less. You know, yeah, and you know all those guys got you know all the refs have earphones and yeah, you know. It's, they, I love they they released the video of Michael Cole re- reacting to you know the music hitting. Yeah, and I know Triple H was in Cole's earphones, going, "All right, tell Seth Rollins just to freak the fuck out." Yeah, you know, you know, he, you know that's the thing. You know, uh, you know if a referee and the re- referee's got headphones, like you know, a referee's backing the guy up and he's fucking feeding the lines from the back. You know, this, yeah, this is what you say, blah, blah. you know, office says do this. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. You knew, you know, either Michael Cole got fed by Triple H or one of the refs got fed by Triple H in the earpiece going, hey, just freak the fuck out, you know, yeah. fucking. And he did. He's giving him a finger and Punk's waving and all that stuff. And they're again, they're planting seeds, you know. You know, Punk and uh, Seth Rollins maybe at the Royal Rumble or, uh, well. Could be maybe, maybe one. Or you definitely probably want to have Punk in the Rumble. Yeah. How fitting would it be his first match back in WWE would be the Rumble, which was his last match. Yeah. Before think, when he he quit WWE, you I know, think that's if, like that's bookending right there. You know. I think if Punk is in the Rumble, though, it's like he he almost would have to win, right? Unless. It comes down to him and Cody. Yeah. And there's some kind of like near miss where like Punk goes over. They both go over, but like Cody holds on and Punk hits the floor. Yeah. And somehow that leads to a three-way between Punk, Cody, Roman. But, you know, Punk's always wanted wanted to have that main event slot at Mania. But now you got two nights. Yeah. Yeah, you know, one match could headline one night, and then you know Cody and uh, Roman going headline one night. Yeah, and then uh, Punk and another person, you know, Punk and Seth for Seth's belt yeah. at Mania. So this is just me freewheeling fucking idea. I have a tumbler in my head of ideas. Yeah, and they're popping out just like you know bingo balls. You know, but it's here's it's, what you could do. You know, it's right. Though. I mean, it's like so for, like. When the credits hit, like they did the the credit thing on the bottom of the screen, yeah. I the, remember the copyright for a split second. I was like, "Oh fuck!" You know what I mean? Like it goes to your brain. You're like, "Oh, they're not going to do this, are they?" But I remembered how they brought back by Bray, design. 
Right. I brought back Bray Wyatt, how they brought him back. And I was like, wait, no, this isn't. Because remember, like, usually once those credits goes up, the screen goes black. So if it doesn't start going black right. in like a, a split, like a half a second later, I know some shit's afoot, right? So I knew, I, like, I had that, like I was bracing myself. I wish I would have filmed it like I wanted to. But I was sitting there on the sofa. James was sitting next to me. Courtney was on the other side. And I'm sitting and I'm like, they haven't cut yet. And it was like that quickly. You know what I mean? It was like from the time they dropped that logo, the graphic, and it dropped yeah. off. It was like two or three. So I was like, why haven't they cut yet? And then it was like, I was like, holy shit. I jumped up off the fucking sofa. I was like, I told what? you. I told you. He's so, here. That song is so goddamn good, man. Man, I was screaming, man. I thought I woke the baby up. I was like, oh, fuck CM Punk. I can't fucking believe he's here. You know? And you're like, it's a moment, dude. It's an experience, right? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's. You know, and I have a lot of friends who went as media uh, to the show. Um, I didn't, I wasn't able to go this year, this this time around, but I had a bunch of friends who were there, and they said that they had already been moved back to the media area, and they all watched it from like behind the scenes, essentially, like they watched it from their phones that that he came out. Um, so I'm glad that I got to experience it like live. You know what I mean? As it as it was happening, Meanie. Yes, sir. Or should I say, Meanie Claws? The season for a fresh cut is finally here with our sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have just launched their fifth-generation lawnmower to help you avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your special snowflake with Manscaped and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get the best stocking stuffer of all by going to manscaped.com and using promo code MINDMEANIE for 20% off plus free shipping Mrs. Claus... Well, thank you, sir. And Meanie, I want to talk to you, sir, about how Manscaped has helped keep your elves looking sharp this holiday season. Man, Manscaped is knocking it out of the park again this holiday season. Uh, whether it's the Weed Whacker 2.0, trimming up my ear and nose hairs, or the uh, the Lawnmower 5.0, helping me uh, trim up my jingle balls, keeping them tight. I love it. And then what could be a better gift for your friends and family, Meanie, than the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Starting with, of course, the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. This is the crown jewel of the holidays and, dare I say, the best ball trimmer of all time. This electric razor's advanced skin-safe technology is a lifesaver and known for reducing nicks and cuts on his Santa sack. Uh, but fun doesn't stop there. Uh, d- does dad have nasty nose hairs? You can save the day with the Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear hair trimmer. Is there boxer game week? You can take care of those chestnuts with Manscaped's Boxers 2.0 featuring their signature jewel pouch to keep you calm, cool, and collected. And also, too, there's nothing worse than somebody that's walking around with goat nails, pal. If their nails have seen better days, Manscaped has you covered with their brand new Shears 3.0 nail grooming kit. So go right now and get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MINDMEANIE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping uh, with promo code MINDMEANIE at manscaped.com. Say ho, ho, ho to a well-groomed mistletoe with Manscaped. And as always, we thank them for sponsoring the program. Uh, yeah. Holy shit, man. Like talk about, and that's the other thing too, is I was going to, I was going to ask you like, are there any, uh, I mean, for me, like punk is like Bret Hart or the ultimate warrior or like Jeff Jarrett, right? Like all these, not comparing them to one another, but like, you know, Bruno, right. They, we never thought that they would come back. 
You know, we never thought that it would happen. And now it did. And it's like, this is incredible, right? But do you think there's anybody left outside of punk that could produce a reaction like that? I I don't know of anybody off the top of my head. I would be curious to know if you would. Well, I, I said on my social medias, I was like, under Triple H, the WWE has brought back the Ultimate Warrior and Bruno San Martino, both who have sworn off WWE as the devil and have said, you know, said their piece about WWE and to see them come back. Then nothing, you know, who, uh, you know, how can you not expect Punk to come back? Right. And he came back. And that's, you know, the Triple H effect, you know. Tri- you know, Triple H, you know, uh, he's he's in the corporate world, but he's been, he's been in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, what, were, what was the, uh, oh, who can be the next uh, yeah. one? Because I don't know of anybody else that could do it. Like, I I mean, like, you think about people like Jesse Ventura, right? Like, who may or may not ever come back and be involved, which I think he already has, but, like, I don't know what his status is. I can't imagine there's anybody else that was, like, he seems like the last scion is what I'm saying, right? Like, he's that last big name from the company that no one ever thought would come back, and then Hunter brings him back. Maybe, maybe Jericho. Yeah. Ooh. But, you know, and Jericho sworn he's never going back, but come on. Yeah. You know, stop. Aren't, aren't you? Aren't you? You know? I love you. I love you, Chris. I, I do love Chris Jericho. He's, uh, you know, we talk about more about music than anything, but, you know, just, uh, you, you, you'd go back. You yeah. know, he, he, they're definitely, going, he's a, definitely a WWE, Chris Jericho is definitely WWE Hall of Fame. You know, he he would go back for the Hall of Fame. Sure. I, I could see that. But, you know, Jericho, you know, kind of got the Tom Brady thing where, going on where he wants to still compete at a high level. Yeah. You know. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it depends on the, the state of AEW, too. But Right. You know, it's, it, you know, he'll never leave AEW because, you know, you know, Tony Khan's, you know, a good boss or whatever. But then again, you know, who fucking thought Cody would leave? Right. EW, you know, you know, you know, I would see, I could see Jericho going back and, and getting a reaction like that. But that punk reaction, man, that was, that was right up there with, you know, Jericho's debut, you know? Oh, for sure. The Y2J debut. Yeah. The, the raw debut. Yeah. Which was in the same building. Uh, you know, no shit. Jericho debuted in that building in uh, ninety nine, ninety nine. Raw, which was on Mrs. Meany's birthday, August ninth, nineteen ninety nine. That's why I know the date. That's <laughs> Mrs. Meany's birthday, and I was in the building for the Jericho debut, and that building just fucking shook, man. I was I'm sure. I was sitting in. I was sitting in a TV locker room, which is just like, you know, when they do the the have a locker room where they just film you doing stuff in a locker room. Yeah. But they also have a monitor there, so you can watch the show live as it's happening. And that's a good place. It was a, it was a great place to sneak off just to watch the show. And it's me, fucking Mark Henry, and maybe one other person, and Jericho comes out, and we were just, like, popping in the locker room. Yeah. Holy shit, you know. But, um, yeah, as far as, come, you know, comebacks that catch people off guard. Yeah. You know, just, like, holy, what, what, what? You know. 
that, that was that would probably be the last of the folks who said I'm never going back to WWE. You know, mm-hmm. so we'll we'll see. And he kind of he's kind of going back. You know, this is Steve Austin. Oh, sessions is- speaking of shit that is being called now, blue. Oh, okay, blue. Yes, let's talk about it real fast. Let's yes. pull pull this one apart, sir. Another reason yes, why man. you should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, oh, stop. <laughs> it's happening, dude. Mini Mania Forty. Uh, hashtag share with your friends. Um, so a couple days before uh, cousin Phil shows back up at WWE, you tweeted something. Oh yeah, about a potential match. But once you enlighten the uh, the pod squad and the, and the crew here, what it was that you tweeted and what's happening now, dude. I'm just even when I'm not watching wrestling, I'm thinking about wrestling. You know, many of my friends have caught me. You know, practicing promos. Oh, you talking to yourself now? I'm just practicing promos. <laughs> uh, but I'm sitting around just thinking. And I was like, man. How about this fucking dream match? Because everybody's talking about Rock possibly coming back at Mania. You know, they're teasing, you know. You know, Rock talked about how he was almost at the uh, the, the Los Angeles one, but they couldn't yeah. think of the right storyline. But he's like, you know, and then Rock said, I can always come back to, uh, you know, Mania 40, which is Philly. I was like, but what about, you know, see, I, and I'm th- this is me just thinking in, in Casa de Mania. The match that they've never had, but they've teased so many years ago: CM Punk versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I went back. I, I went back through the uh, the YouTube verse and found the promo where it's like, yeah, I mean, they were just doing it for a video game, but CM Punk and Steve Austin face to face, like kind of like talking like a real match. And I did a screen, you know, did a little screen cap on my phone. And I was like, and I posted on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just. You know, with the question mark, WrestleMania 40 main event? Hmm? And that was that was it, just to get people talking and, you know, fantasy booking. Fucking two days, three days fucking later, I want to say fucking, it was a sports key that was like, uh, there's been talks within WWE of, uh, <laughs> you know, possibly having Stone Cold Steve Austin versus CM Punk at WrestleMania. Yeah. Here's the tweet right here for all of our fans that are on Patreon.com. Slash mine of the meaning, you can see it right here. Yeah, yeah. And then, like all the other news outlets, two or three days later, like, oh well, there's been talking internally of you know possible CM Punk versus Steve Austin at WrestleMania. I'm like, really? Fucking hell, man! I got to be careful what I fucking tweet. You know, I fucking during the fucking lockdown, I was like, yeah, you know what? These shows are so fucking quiet. Why don't you just get a bunch of video screens and have people on fucking uh, Zoom watch the show and react? And then people poo pooed it. It's like, oh, then somebody whipped their dick out. I was like, dude, that's your fantasy. <laughs> first off, why? But, why would that be your first place that you would go to? Like, what? Would, like, what? Yeah. Oh no. So fans will do this and that and that. And then oh, the next thing God. you know, I pitched it for fucking AEW. I tweeted at at AEW. I was like, oh, these guys should have like video screens, blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, fucking WWE's fucking, we got the Thunderdome coming. What? It's crazy. And I, I, I was like, it's like almost like a couple weeks later. I was like, God damn. God damn. God damn. Yeah, triple cheese. 
And then um, it's like, holy shit. You know, is there a way I can put a patent on my fucking tweets? You know? Me. Not that, look, not that I, I think I'm that fucking of a, an important person to fucking take ideas from and actually, but it's an awful fucking coincidence that I fucking tweeted that out and then it became a thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That one of the companies saw that and fucking did it. Yeah. You know? And that goes back to the 90s when I came up to, with the fucking Val Venus idea. Yeah. For fucking Dan, me and Al Snow came up with the character Val Venus without saying Val, the words Val Venus, but the character for Danny Doring. And we went and pitched it to Paul. Paul shook his hands. Like, That's a great idea. Two months later, hello, ladies. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> a porn star finishing move the money shot. What yeah. the fuck? Fucking hell, Paul. And then, you know, I'm in, I go to WWE and Valvinas is coming up to me for ideas for promos. I was like, God damn. <laughs> I'm sitting in the you know, seats, you know, waiting to see what I'm doing for the, uh, Hey, Bowie, uh, I, I got an idea for a promo. You, you want to hear me out? Like, all right. Yeah. yeah all right. Okay. <laughs> got a oh, buck. <laughs> it's 30 cents a second. Um, yeah. No, I mean, it's like, I think for me, I really want to, like, I, I don't know if I necessarily want to see them deviate from Cody and Roman, like, to pay that off in Philly with the Rocky Two angle. But I, <laughs> I, I feel like, because they've been planning that for a long time, right? I feel like they've been, they've yeah. been really starting to, like, layer that and, like, it's starting again. And um, I think he's going to make his way back to Roman. But Punk and Rollins is going to slap. But I feel like if they're going to do that, they should do that at, at the Rumble, right? Um, yeah. Let... It's they almost. It. It's almost like let punk. Do you think? Well, the, I guess before we get into ask me here, because we have some punk questions. But like, do you do you think they put the big gold belt on him, the first pay per view premium live event rather that he's back on? What do you? What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's something that they do right away, or do you think they make him work for it with Rollins? I just think having Punk Rollins at. Royal Rumble's too quick. Mm. I think it's just too quick. Um, you want to build, and yes. I saw somewhere online that they, you know, they're starting to build, you know, storylines for Rumble and possibly Mania, like now. Yeah. So I think it would just be too quick. It, you know, you know, uh, Seth came out on Raw, and fans are chanting CM Punk. And he's like, ah, huh, that guy. Huh, <laughs> he's yeah. got his Bob Dylan name. Hey, did he see? Yep. Yeah, Seth Rollins is Norm MacDonald now. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, right now it is. Hello, real cops? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a double man. I used to be somebody. Got a buck? <laughs> oh, my God. I've never seen so many dead hookers in all my life. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> God bless Norm MacDonald. Oh, he's the best, man. Oh my god! Um, I think Rumble would be too quick. I think there would have to be something like a, some kind of confrontation at the Rumble. Yeah, you know, whatever. Dude, if fucking Seth Rollins eliminates Punk from the Rumble, yeah, 
You're setting up big money there. Because remember, you had yeah. the Elimination Chamber too before Mania, and that's on a dude. I yeah, that's I'm, Australia. I'm kinda, I, what's that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I, like I know the big four, and I right. and like all the other ones in between is just like I'm like where because like there was the uh, I forget what the pay per view after Mania is. I, I kept calling it Backlash, or I kept calling it something else. It was something else. Like so, my timeline on the like the in between pay per views is off. But yeah, there's the uh, elimination chamber. Shit, maybe could have a confrontation there. Then I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to find but, out and see where it goes. But yeah, I I would think you have Punk and Seth have a confrontation. Something happens between them at the Rumble that sets up a confrontation yeah. for the, you know something. Seth screws Punk at the Rumble, you know, maybe sneaks in and eliminates him. Yeah. You know, you know, to make sure he can't get in the Rumble. To, you know, maybe Punk makes a declaration, if I win that belt, I'm ch challenging for you, Seth, or whatever, something like that. Yeah. And Seth makes sure that he gets eliminated from the Rumble. And then, you know, Punk's like, fuck you, motherfucker. And then Punk... Does you know they do something more raw that next night and that builds towards you know maybe Punk and Seth yeah Wrestle, WrestleMania there's a lot of you know there's a lot of great people that could potentially be there, there's challengers so much for that do. for the big gold I mean like now that you have Punk in the mix it sounds like Punk is going to be on Raw going forward or he's yeah. a free agent I think but I think they're going to mainly have which again makes sense to have him on Raw um, I think Punk's going to be Raw and they they've announced Orton is SmackDown which he, yeah. And you, you don't want to have Punk and Orton on the same thing because they both make they both made returns at the thing at, at the uh, Survivor Series. So you want to have you want to you want to give equal footing to each show. You, okay, you get this guy who made a big return on Raw. You get this guy who made a big return on SmackDown. Yep. You know you you, you want to balance that out. You don't want to. Have did both guys go to one show because the other show will feel slighted somehow. Well, also because Roman's but not— But then also, you also got USA Network who's go, okay, we want one of those big guys. And Fox yeah. goes, we want one the other big guy. So if you give both the USA, Fox is going, what the fuck? If you give both the SmackDown, USA is going, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. Not that they're booking it, but they want the fucking star potential on each of their networks, you know? And it makes sense to do so. I, I've I've yeah. long thought that the first program that Orton would get into when he gets back would be Roman because there's an untold story there, right? Like Roman, yeah. there is a very small handful of people that Roman hasn't challenged at that elite level, right? You think, yeah. I think it's AJ Styles, right. Randy Orton, mm -hmm. and CM Punk. That's it. Yeah. There's nobody else that, I mean, to me, like that's on the roster that it's at least at that level, right? Like Gunter's great, but he's not like, it's no disrespect to any of these guys, right? But it's like, he's not at the level of punk. He's not at the level yet, just quite yet, right? Like, yeah, well, a, you talk about, you talk about seniority. Oh, right. That's know? what I mean. Like, like, like the established ten, veterans, ten, right? People who have had tenure in the company, yeah. you know, who, and, and Guther will get there. He'll, There's no doubt he will get there. He is a great worker. He's a workhorse, and he'll definitely he'll definitely nudge up to that position eventually. Yeah, but for right now, as far as like dream matches of shit that hasn't happened, you know, yet. Yeah, 
you, you, know, you just made this big investment to have a guy who was thought to have never come back, come back. So, yeah. And you, God knows how, you know, who long, who knows how long the deal for punk is, you know, is it a year? Is it two years? How, how's he holding up physically? You know, right. I'm sure punk's taking great care of himself, but you know, wrestlers do have those, you know, nagging injuries that kind of stick around. So I don't know, you know, how, you know, punk could go, oh, fuck, man, this is rough. But if they give him, like, a a good schedule where he can recover in between, you know, we'll see. This is all me just spitballing. Yeah. You know? We're just fantasy booking here. But it, it really is. It's, yeah. It's, it's exciting to be a wrestling fan right now. Um, especially, again, because it feels like like the product just got a huge— not that it wasn't good or great before, but it just feels like there's a whole new— level of shit that just got piled on and you're like wow i can't fucking wait to see what they do with this right like so pantera like pantera saying there's a new level of confidence it's a new level of confidence it's true yeah. and you know what else is true a question for you sir uh, girl you know it's true ooh, 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 ooh. i love you i would love you i gotta watch that documentary oh i heard Fuck it was it. good millie vanilli documentary we could totally do a Millie Vanilli cover band. We don't even. Well, yeah, we, it just, could be true to form sync. too. It'd be true to form too. We just get the the parachute pants and the big jackets, and we could lip yeah. sync because we don't we yeah. won't have to sing. Just have to learn the choreography and be true, literally time, true to form. Every time I know we're getting what we're getting to, but I have to say this: every time I hear Millie Vanilli, I think of Louis Spicoli because there's a. <laughs> There's a road trip. The ECW was running upstate New York, like Rochester area. And me, Stevie, were riding with Louie. And he would put on, like, the cheesy music. And he would put on uh, Milli Vanilli, and he would sing word for word. <laughs> Milli Vanilli. And it's like every time I hear Milli Vanilli, I just smile because I think of Louie, who... Uh, I, did, I didn't realize how young he passed away. Yeah. But he was such a sweetheart. And uh, I think of Louis Bacolli every time I hear Millie Vanilli. That is a great, it's a, it's a great record to sing and, and, and tease your friends in a car with. Um, I had a, a concert the other day in my car and I'm sure yeah. everyone at the red lights loved it. So uh, I, uh, I understand Girl, that. I'm going to miss you. <laughs> That's but the it, song. A question for you, good sir, if I may, yes, at this juncture. Yeah. Are you ready to ask me any? I would love to. It's time to ask me anyway. Ask me something! I can't remember what regular air smells like. Don't forget to tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeany, and you may hear them on the program. Meany, I see you with a seltzer, sir. What did you bring yeah. to the table today? Uh, I went back to the uh, Canada Dry. Man, an orange. I love that. I think love we that. need. I think we need. To, I think we need to go shopping tonight for some more seltzers. <laughs> Do you remember those old Canada Dry commercials with the songs? Uh, Canada Dry can't be beat. It's not too sweet. Very good. And if you like, okay, now the choir <laughs> section, and again, all right, now the tone deaf. Canada can't be beat. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, so fucking good. If anybody, I haven't been able to find them on YouTube, but if anybody listening can find them, please tweet them at me because those are some of my favorite commercials. But awesome. I, dig I digress. Uh, I have yes. these sparkling ice raspberry lemonade, which I took from my office at work. That's in my refrigerator because yeah. I stock them up. So we're going to go ahead and crack these open in three, 
two, one. Oh, yeah. Salmon, that bitch. Mmm, so yummy. All right, pinkies up. Oh, yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah. I'm addicted uh, to the bubbles. Mm-hmm. Get on my, my uh, lip here. <laughs> yeah, cause. Yeah, I get that one right that's, on the. Uh, that's me at three in the morning with. I shouldn't have had that last beer. Like. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to. Oh, fucking. I'm putting an iron claw on the fucking porcelain. I'm just like. <laughs> oh. We got a bunch of questions here from the pod squad today. I'm going to start with some awesome. punk related questions here. We got two yes. questions uh, regarding, well, one about punk and one regarding WWE in general. Andy Schlichter. Schlichter! What's up, dude? Wants to know, first question, excuse me, I thought the punk promo on Raw was pretty flat and uninspired. The only real thing to me was what he mouthed to the camera afterwards. And what are your thoughts? I saw, like, the criticism for the punk promo, too. And, um, in my opinion, the letdown has come from people hoping that he would shoot on AEW. Mm. Like, people would hope he would, like, throw some, like, oh, my God, he just left AEW, this, that, and the other thing, and, uh, you know, oh, I wonder wonder if he's going to launch missiles at AEW and WWE TV. And I think when he did, and people are like, uh, I wish he would have, you know, done, done a little shooting. They're hoping for a shooting gallery. Yeah. You know, which he kind of shot with, I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to make money. But that's, uh, I think that was like a thinly veiled shot, you know, work, work shoot at Seth. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're setting it up, you know, punk debuts. They show just show punk, but then like all the social media feeds are showing Seth's reaction. Seth comes out, people chant CM Punk at Seth. You know, you know the fans are doing the help doing the booking for the the office. You know, chant CM Punk. He goes, "Ah, that guy." (laughs) And then you know, Punk comes out, makes thinly veiled references to Seth. You know. You know, I I went and shook everybody's hand and this, that, and the other thing, except except for, you know, a couple people, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, referencing, you know, uh Seth. So uh I think, you know, the the dis- the disappointment people have in Punk's promo was the fact that they thought he was they were all ready to to pop for a, a like a, a haymaker thrown at AEW, which didn't come. Uh, I thought the promo was perfectly fine. Yeah. I just I hated that we had to wait three hours for it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where the, uh, another part of the disappointment comes from. Where it's like, you know, I was, I'm watching Raw, and there's nothing wrong with watching Raw, but like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, they'll have them start off the, the second hour, right? And then when you realize, and here's the disappointment for me: it's like, guy hasn't been in a WWE for that long and you real here's what they do that fucking just disappoints me it's like knowing how they time a show out and knowing that you know it's you know was it uh 
what time they go off? They go off at 11, uh, right? 11 o'clock, so, yeah. So, like, it's going to be about 10.30. You're like, okay, they're going to give him a half hour, right? Yeah. That's that's why I'm thinking, okay, he'll go in at 10.30 and just, you know, s- sit in the middle of the ring and do a promo. This, uh, and then you realize it's going to be like quarter of, and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. They're only giving him 15. A guy who's, has, who's been gone for so long, they're only giving him 15 minutes. You know, I, I, you know, if you're not going to fucking have them open the show, yeah, you know, have them uh, start the second hour. You know, that way you at least give them some time mm-hmm. because to make people wait, you know, two hours or forty five minutes for a fifteen minute promo, yeah, kind of anticlimactic in a way. It's just the the the, the positioning of the promo. I wish they he would either would have started off the, the you know the show, or give him the second hour and just say go out there and say what you got to say and we'll yeah. figure out the timing afterwards you know, but just, uh, just get it done. The, the promo itself was perfectly fine. <clears throat> it's just you know he comes out in Nashville talking about how he's a he, he set it up beautifully. He's yeah. like you know uh, it's something for me you know a Chicago Blackhawks fan to be here in Nashville. You know, gets the like, ooh. He's like, but that's got that's who I am. That's the guy I, I got to be me. Which you know, he's always been you know, you know, honest Phil kind of thing. You know, yeah. And then he goes into this, that, and the other thing, and then he finishes it off and talk, <clears throat> talks. Talks, you know, starts you know laying seeds for the, the Seth thing. And uh, yeah, the promo itself was fine. It's just the fact they didn't shoot in AEW and the fact that they should have had it open the show or open the second hour mm-hmm. is, is, is poorly placed. That's my opinion. You know, Meanie? What's that, Adam? We hear this a lot. Every CBD company tells you that their product is the best. With quality control measures like lab testing and QR codes now becoming the standard, it can start to seem like all CBD brands are the same, but I'm here to tell you something, Meanie. They are not. Knowing what makes certain brands better will help you spend your money more wisely and have more confidence as you incorporate CBD oils, topicals, capsules, or gummies into your own wellness routine. And that's why we're proud to partner with Green Road CBD as an official sponsor of Mind of the Meanie. And Meanie, I know you're a longtime user of Green Road CBD. How has Green Road CBD helped you in your life? Let me tell you, Green Road CBD is is a product I've been using for years and uh, when we started Mind and Meanie, I always was, was like, let's get Green Roads as a, as a sponsor because I use them almost daily, uh, whether it's the gummies, you know, to take care of the aches and pains of 30 years of, of wrestling, the topical solutions uh, that help my knees, help my back, help my elbows, help my shoulders. Green Roads CBD has done everything to help me maintain uh, a pain-free existence from all the years of wear and tear as a professional wrestler. And to me, Meanie, that sounds like the Green Road's difference. And it comes down to a really few important points. They're just part of the reason that they've won industry awards year after year, earned thousands of five-star reviews, and have heard countless stories from customers just like you about the impact that those products have had on your life. So Green Roads is led by a, co- a compounding pharmacist with 25 years of experience helping her community getting healthy. For her and the entire company, it's more than just a job. It's a mission. And not all hemp sourcing is equal, meaning I'm not sure if you're aware of that. 
but they select mm-hmm. our they select their hemp from high quality American farms. And also, not all lab testing is equal, which is why they use an accredited independent lab to conduct full panel tests on every single batch. And that's why Green Roads is an original manufacturer, not just a quote unquote white label brand. So right now, you can go to greenroads.com, meaning, and save 25% off of your entire purchase. Wow. 25% off of everything, meaning that's huge. And all you have to do is go to their website right now, greenroads.com, and use promo code MEANI at checkout. That's 25% off your entire purchase by using promo code MEANI at greenroads.com. Own the day with Green Road CBD, and we thank them for sponsoring the program. I know it's Ask Meany, but Ask Adam as well, because I have some thoughts yeah. on it, if that's, if that's God all right. Damn. Um, I wasn't disappointed with the promo. In fact, I was more yeah. than pleased with the promo because I had seen, you know, obviously everything is rumor and innuendo and conjecture online, but I had seen reporting that Punk was basically just like, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to go. I just want to get, you know, I want to get this shit behind me and I want to continue my career, you know, with the stuff with the Bucks and AEW. So for my money, I felt like it was the best way he could have approached it because I think people expecting to see Punk come out and rip apart AEW and rip apart the Young Bucks, people with that expectation of him doing that, it's the same reason why he was in some of that position in AEW, if that makes sense, if that tracks, right? Like the personality and the 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 unfiltered and unfettered speech that they're allowed to do at AEW. You know what I mean? Like they don't, they're they're a very different brand of how they run things. Uh, they don't script their promos. They, you know, they, they let the guys kind of just talk, which is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think a lot of the reason why things happen the way that they did is because of that setup, right? Mm-hmm. And I think in my mind, if I'm looking at Punk on him and you're going, you're, this is your last shot, right? This is your last opportunity to, to get it right. Um, I certainly wouldn't be out there, you know, bang, bang on anybody. You know, I just, right. that's, that's my, that's how I would, I would approach it. Um, I thought the content was fine. I thought it was a great way to reestablish. Because also, too, remember, there's a lot of new fans, a lot of young fans. My son knows of CM Punk, but he doesn't know anything about CM Punk other than, you know, the brawl out, right? Or the brawl in, like, he's you know, aware of the, the AEW stuff. He's never seen CM Punk wrestle. He's never watched what, it, you know, because he doesn't, he's not, a, he doesn't watch AEW, but he doesn't really know anything about him. So now you're establishing this person as a new character, as a new entity on the television. So I, I don't know. I thought, I, I think people are putting too much, maybe too much thought into that and just be like, let yeah. it, you know, let it play out. Let it go. Uh, the, the, the pipe bombs will come at some point, the quote unquote pipe bombs, right? Not everything can be a shoot brother. You know, like it's, it's, right. it's I have, I mean, me personally too, like I don't really have any interest in seeing them bury the young bucks on TV anyway. Like, I don't know. I just, it's not my bag. Like, it's like, keep that shit off. I don't, I don't care. And also, uh, you, you got to go into it with the, the, the mindset that as much as, you know, AEW has a following, this, that, and other thing, there's the casual fan, the casual WWE fan who doesn't know what AEW is. Right. Right. Like, I'm sure there are people, yeah. I'm not saying all WWE fans don't know what AEW, but there's a section that probably either don't know about AEW or don't care about AEW. And to go on WWE TV and 
shoot or, or you know throw you know lob bombs at them from WWE, it's giving them free advertising. Right. Well, right. That's the other thing too. Is like why would you know, imagine that creative meeting where Hunter and Punk are kind of mapping this out and being like, yeah, go ahead, do whatever you want. Like, if they're not even trying to acknowledge that product on their television or acknowledge what, you know, they, I mean, they have in some respects with Cody, but I think that's a different, that's a whole different story. You know, like yeah. you're, t- you're telling the Cody Rhodes story where it's like, you know, he's coming back, he leaves and he goes and creates his own company and now he's back. That's a different linear path and acknowledgement than saying, oh yeah, by the way, this guy we just brought in beat the shit out of, you know, Jack Perry in the in the in the locker room. And yeah. you know, and also too, to your point, I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah. but to your point about no, punk, no, no. to your Go point ahead. about punk, it's like if you're if you don't like these guys, right, and you don't want to deal with them anymore, why would you why would you even bring them up on TV? Like why would what would the what would the end game be at that point for him? And and saying, you know, Cody Oil for creative company, it could just be any kind of company. They didn't say a wrestling company, they said a company. Right. He went he went and created a company. Uh, what, what was it? You know. They didn't yeah. say they 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 acknowledged them without acknowledging them, so to speak. Right. Uh and that's all we have to say about that. Uh uh wants to know, speaking of networks, okay. thoughts on how Warner Brothers are the rumored leaders. From Monday Night Raw. Is that real? Apparently it is. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. They're like the top three people in the in the bidding. According to the, again, dear friend, you know, Uncle Dave and some of the other uh, reporting that's been out there, the contenders are Warner Brothers, Discovery, Amazon, <laughs> and Disney. Like, holy shit, dude. Like, what fucking, I mean, what kind of, what, what timeline are we in uh. right now? I mean, come on. <laughs> that would be totally fucking typical. W- I'm, that would be fucking WWE going to TNN, right? With ECW was on the network. That was they, my you know, first thought. Dude, ECW was the fucking litmus test for TNN, the Nashville network, which became Spike. Fucking uh, seen a pro wrestling with fly on their network. They said, "Oh well, this we're drawing 1.0s with ECW, and we haven't even put a, a single dollar into advertising, and it's doing well. Imagine what we could do with WWE." Yeah. Hey, let's see if uh, you know. Let's welcome wrestling back to TBS. Let's see how well it does on our network now. Oh, it's doing pretty good. Oh well. Oh, Monday oh. Night Raw is available now. Hmm. <sighs> I don't see how. What, 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 what we would call this? Uh, Black Wednesday? Yep. Yep. Black Wednesday. You know, WWE bought out George Georgia Championship Wrestling. Vince shows up on uh, TBS. Welcome to uh, <laughs> World Championship Wrestling. Uh, thank you, Marty Miller, or whatever. Which announcer? I forgot which announcer was it, what it was. Oh, yeah, whatever the guys, yeah. Yeah, if WWE goes to fucking TBS. I I didn't even know that was a real thing until Uh just now. So thank you, Slichter, for popping me. Holy shit. I think it would make the most sense for me. 
to see them go. And everybody's like, oh, don't believe the hype and don't, you know, they're never going to be, they're never going to do this. And like, you forget that like, this is a business, right? Like, and I don't mean you specifically, but like people forget that this is a a money-making enterprise. This is a business. This would be a business decision. You have, you already have what's considered the secondary promotion. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm saying from a business perspective, they're number two in the chain of wrestling promotions. And now you find out not only does the number one promotion in the world have television rights that are coming up, they just brought back the top guy from the secondary promotion. (laughs) I mean, a guy that they created, a guy that they created a Saturday night show for, and he's no longer there. Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to say. They created his own. Welcome to WWE. Welcome to WWE Collision on Saturday nights. It's like. Um, I don't see how they wouldn't want to be involved in that, dude. I could, uh, I could see WWE taking not like a second best offer, but just a good enough offer from TBS just to fucking spite that. Yeah, you know? not that I'm looking. I'm look. I'm not looking for AEW to fucking get fucked here. Right, but, right. No, that's no, what we're saying, yeah. This is just me knowing WWE and things they would do to competition. Yeah. To make sure they're no longer competition or just, you know. Okay, you want to be a wrestling promoter? I'm going to release all this talent. And you're going to have to fucking hire them and pay them. So you're going to go... And Vince even said it. He's yeah. like, oh, maybe we'll help them with uh, more maybe, talent down maybe the we'll, line. Maybe we'll give them more talent. Oh, okay. You want to do a promotion where you're paying guys six figures? Oh, here's a couple you could have to pay seven figures. Yeah, enjoy. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, you know, and AEW's kind of going from that thing of, you know, new and fresh to former, a lot of former WWE guys there, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, it's like, you know, how, you know, <laughs> people swore that fucking WWE sent Vince Russo to WCW, you know, mm-hmm. this kind of thing, you know, just, you know, uh, kill him from within. Yeah. You know? I'm going to put the poison in him. So if, dude, if. Monday, Jesus Christ. Could you imagine? Monday Night Raw on TBS would be insane. It, that would be the ultimate upside down world. Monday Night Raw on TNT. That would be, that would be upside down world for me. That would be like you, like, I can't even wrap my brain around the mechanics of this right now, right? Fucking a Vince McMahon property on a Ted Turner fucking station. Like what fucking world do we live in right now? On the channel that they used to compete against. Right. And I would just totally bring back that opening Nitro fucking thing and just put the WWE logo on it. Yep. (laughs) Recreate Nitro. Yeah. We're bringing back Nitro on Wednesday nights. Wednesday Nitro. Yeah. Or no, no, no. Raw. But just do it. Do it. Do like the opening thing is the Nitro entrance uh, (laughs) intro, but with the WWE theme and their logo. Yeah. Same fire going up the thing. But, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of, you know, WCW wrestlers as the current current WWE wrestlers. Yep. Do you remember, it, or was this just a fever dream back in the day when Nitro would open up, you would hear 
Jimi Hendrix going, here I come, baby. Coming to get you. And they would, they would go into the Nitro theme. I wouldn't be surprised if that was real because they had the the agreement with Hendrix for Hogan's music. So I would, would right. I would not be surprised in the least. You'd hear I, like a little bit of the, the guitar in here. Yeah, here I, here I come, come on. baby. I'm coming to get you. Coming to get you. I wouldn't. I yeah. wouldn't. Put that was the opening day, like right, and then they would go into the typical. You know, it'd be the It'd be the swirling wind, and you're mm-hmm. here. I come, baby. Coming to get you, and then. Right into the nitro entrance. Yo, know? that that nitro entrance with the fire and the explosion, that shit slapped. That yeah. slapped. That's fucking yeah. great shit. Um, no, I mean, I wouldn't, again, like I, I, I don't rule anything out when it comes to business, right? Like I don't, I don't, especially like coming from a corporate world, like you have to understand, like it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter whether, God bless you, it doesn't matter if you like them or not. It doesn't matter whether or not, oh, I hate fucking Young Bucks or, oh, I hate fucking AG Styles or whatever it is. Like, that is completely irrelevant to a conversation when it comes to a business deal. If Warner Brothers Discovery thinks that they can get this IP and acquire this IP to bring eyeballs onto their stations, (laughs) they're going to fucking bring them onto their stations. That's it. That's period. That's what's going to happen, especially if they're up for a fucking a negotiation, a TV rights deal. Like, why would they not do that? Max is if, struggling. Like, imagine too, imagine a, a world where fucking WWE Network leaves Peacock and goes to Max, their streaming platform. Talk well, about a huge fucking bomb. How much time is left on that deal? Oh God, I don't know. I, I can't, can't, I think it's, I think it was a seven or eight year deal. If I remember, I don't remember. Oh, okay. So they have a little bit of time, but imagine part of that being, once those streaming rights are up, they renegotiate and bring all that over to Max. I mean, that would be massive, yeah. massive, yeah. and the, 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 just just the just the the, the latent income on that, the yeah. latent revenue rather for that would be extraordinary for them. So, yeah. I could see it happening. Yeah, somewhere in those fucking vaults at HBO is a show from the Omni Atlanta where they had wrestling on HBO in the 70s where Vince McMahon and Gordon Soley did play-by-play together. Are you serious? Yeah. Holy it was a one-time shit. show that's like super show from the Omni Atlanta and Vince and Gordon Soley doing play-by-play at ringside. And you know why I know it exists? Because when uh, Vince was on Bob Costas, they showed a clip Whoa! So they—it's it, there. It exists. It's there. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I might have the audio of that. Wow. Just the audio, not the, the visual. You can listen to it. But. Holy shit, man! Yeah, go on YouTube by uh, Vince McMahon on Costas, and they show Vince on HBO from the seventies with Gordon Soley live from ringside at the Omni wow. in Atlanta. It's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Whew. Man. So if they bring WWE over to Max, they gotta they gotta please release that. Put the, please put that on there. Please put that <laughs> on there, HBO. Just for me or a couple of the hardcores who want to see this thing, you know. This hidden gem. Nate Smythe, Sheridan Fort Sales, wants to know Adam and Meanie, uh. pick one what's up, Nate? Pick one celebrity, lie alive or dead, that you'd like to have dinner with. Uh, Eddie Van Halen. That was, I don't think there was any, any thought there. That was yeah, right that, away. That's, that's my number one guy, man. Just, I got to meet him for a brief moment 
and uh, hug him and tell him I love him. And I babble, cried like a baby. Uh, but just to casually sit down and just bullshit with Eddie Van Halen, that would be awesome. Yep. Um, Chris Farley. Yeah, that's a good one. I think I would love to have dinner with Chris Farley. Just to pick his brain. Just to laugh a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Chris Farley is my answer. Uh, either that, I, what, maybe, yeah, yeah, Chris Farley, because I was going to say Robert Kennedy, but uh, no, I think Chris Farley's a good one. Um, last question of the day for us. Justin Bartz wants to know, uh, Meanie, who is on your Mount Rushmore of C-level hair bands who never made it big? Ooh. C-level. Yeah, Jesus what, Christ. I don't know how do you quantify that. Is it like rat? I, don't know I guess what, rat isn't, rat's a... To me, rat's A-level. Yeah. You know? I don't... And my version of C-level C might be somebody... Be my A-level. Yeah. Yeah, somebody, something, somebody considers C-level might be something I consider A-level. You know, because rat and docking are my number... To me, they're my tag team champions. Mm. You know? Two... Perfect '80s hair metal bands. Yeah, uh, but like I guess Poison outdid them all. You know, Poison, Warrant, Rat, Dokken. Those are my uh, four horsemen of uh, '80s hair metal. Um, I love Cinderella too. Yeah. Um, actually, I might like Cinderella better than Poison and Warrant because they they're almost kind of like a Stones slash Aerosmith fucking type man like mm. they just happened to be lumping the fucking there's so metal. many good bands that were lumped into the hair metal like Janie Lane from Warrant was like an amazing lyricist he wrote great lyrics just happened to be Cherry Pie you know yeah you know that's that's the song he had to write to you know get over but then you go in and hear other songs like you know I Saw Red and you know just you know, he wrote great lyrics. Uh, I can't, I don't know what you consider C-level. Yeah. Bang Tango, maybe? You know, there's Bang Tango. Um, again, I can't name, I don't want to name these bands yeah. because I don't want people thinking C-level's like kind of like, like saying they're the shits, but. Yeah, would Mr. B, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say anybody's C-level. I don't know. You know, there's there's danger, danger. Uh, Would Mister Big be a, a C level band? Uh, to me, they were A level. Yeah, to be to be with you is fucking massive. Yeah, you know? yeah I guess you're right. You know, uh, yeah, they were they were like A level. Yeah, you know, to be with you, even though they that was their they had another hit with Green Tinted Sixties Mine, which is to me, it was actually better to, to be with you. Mm. Paul Gilbert's an amazing guitar player. Who they, they, Paul Gilbert played guitar for Mr. Big. And, uh, like, I want to say it was Paul Gilbert. Uh, getting back to Van Halen. Uh, Wolfgang Van Halen was begging his dad to teach him guitar. And Eddie would be like, oh, you just do this. He's like, yeah, I can't do that. You're Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> I want you to fucking teach me. Yeah. So Eddie Van Halen reached out to Paul Gilbert from Mr. Big to teach 
show Wolfgang a little couple things on guitar. Oh, shit. Supposedly. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Paul Gilbert, amazing guitar player in uh, Mr. Big. If So if you listen to Green Tenant 60 mind, 60's Mind by Mr. Big, it's like a really cool guitar piece in there mm. that he plays. Uh, sea level. I, 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 there's so many, so many good. You know, there's LA Guns who are amazing. Uh, Junkyard. Uh, that's life in Hollywood. Uh, which I went to some like uh, I was friends with a. You know, in the '80s, I used to listen to this radio station. Uh, WMGM, I forget the call like 104.3. Yep. Right outside Atlantic City. And uh, there was a DJ on there called the the Mud Man. And I used to call into the radio show and like I I, I kind of created a character called the Monger Man. And I call in like doing kind of like doing like an ultimate warrior type. This is the Monger Man. I'm gonna blow this guy up. And I would play the like there's a song by Megadeth called I forgot what it was, I forgot what it was, but it starts with an old song where the guy's like, I don't want to set the world off. But you hear a, like a bomb coming in. But I would set up that bomb explosion. I'd blow somebody up in the air. So I go to, you know, Mudman's doing like an appearance at like a Strawberries Records in, across from the Hamilton Mall in, yeah. in Maze Landing, New Jersey. So I was like, ah, let me go out and meet the Mudman, right? <laughs> So I'm there hanging out, and then, like, somebody comes in. He goes, I'm so-and-so's sister. My, he plays guitar in Junkyard. I was like, oh, that's yeah. fucking random. And it's like the weird, it's weird the things I fucking remember. It's like, <laughs> I remember this broad coming in to say to my man that her sister, that her brother played guitar in Junkyard. I guess the guitar player was from South Jersey or something like that. But, yeah, uh, yeah Junkyard was a, a good band. I wouldn't call him sea level though. Yeah. yeah. There's so many, there's, you know, LA Guns, Junkyard, Bang Tango was really good. Yeah. Um, so many good bands. But yeah, I'm sorry. I'm all over the fucking place on that no, one. Oh, it's all right. No, I just, I, I, I have a hard time. I feel with, like I, I, I don't want to bury anybody. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. I have a hard time with like, when they're like, oh, what about like B or C level actors or, or B or C level uh, bands? Or I'm like, I don't know if I would quantify or classify no, anybody they, they, in that. Like, there might be people who are less famous, you know? Like, not everybody knows who Elliot Smith is, you know? Not everybody knows who Mr. Right. Big is, right? So, like, in those aspects, I'd say, yeah, like, underrated people, for sure. I could tell you anybody I think is underrated all day, but, like... Yeah, if you, if you said underrated, yeah. 80s hair metal bands, great underrated hair metal bands, uh, you know, LA Guns, mm -hmm. underrated. Even though, like, Tracy Guns formed LA Guns also formed Guns N' Roses. Oh no shit. He he is the Guns and Guns N' Roses. Tracy Guns from Guns uh from LA Guns is the Guns and Guns N' Roses. Interesting. And, and then he went off and joined you know, he left the band and joined he started LA Guns. Yeah. I had no idea that now he's ask. a great follow on Twitter too. Is by he the way. he's a he's a good shit talker. So <laughs> I would, <laughs> he fucked yeah yeah. I yeah, love he, him. he's good. Follow I love, him. love me some shit talking on Twitter. And what else I love is some shit talking that we do here each and every week. <laughs> and we appreciate your questions and send them in. Don't forget to use the hashtag AskMeanie. And you may hear them on the program. Meanie, it is great to see you again, my friend, as well oh, as- Oh, dude. Great catching up. Absolutely, man. And it's great to see uh, all the pod squad here joining us as well. 
Uh, but uh, Blue. Oh, well, shout out to Lucha. Lucha joined the room. Lucha, oh, yeah. Lucha. 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 So don't forget to join the pod squad today. But, Meanie, I want to make sure that everybody knows where to keep up with all things Blue when you're not listening to us through their headphones or in the car. Uh, so where can you yeah. keep up with everything Blue? If you would like to follow the Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads, at Blue Meanie BWO on all forms of social media. If you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. If you would like to support Mind of the Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand, go to CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code MEANIE or use coupon code MIND and save 10%. Over there at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Shout out to my boy Rod Hicks doing a fantastic job over there. Uh, MadcatBeardCare.com. Uh, you know, I, I need to do some trimming on my beard. But when I finish trimming my beard, I'm going to use some blue spruce beard oil and balm that my boy Josh Thornton created over there at MadcatBeardCare.com. Uh, he's doing a fantastic job. He rounds up the kitties. He uh, nurses them back to health and sends them on their way. So if you love, you're love, you a cat lover like myself, go to MadcatBeardCare.com. The Ultra Pro Wrestling video game coming to all major consoles in 2000, late 2024. Uh, Ultra Pro Wrestling contains not only original characters created by the amazing Hal Haney, but many real-world wrestlers, including myself and many others, I'm trying not to spoil. So if you would like to get to know the ones that they have released, go to ultraprowrestling.com or follow them on Twitter at UPW Video Game. That's UPW Video Game for the Ultra Pro Wrestling Video Game. The Figure Collections Bone Crushing Wrestler Series 1 variants of the Blue Mini are available now. All Series 1s can be ordered at shop.figurescollections.com. They can be ordered right now at shop.figurecollections.com. Uh, you can pick an Old School Blue Mini or a BWO Blue Mini. Either way, there's no bad decisions and no bad choices over at figures, shop.figurescollections.com. Shout out to Jim Nielsen over at glaciersofice.com. Uh, Jim made a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan one sneakers for Stevie Nova and myself. Each pair takes Jim about 50 hours per pair. So if you want to see these gorgeous works of art that you could put on your feet, go to uh, follow him on all social media at GOI Kicks. He's changed his Instagram. I keep forgetting how to update it, but if you put GOI Kicks in the Instagram, you'll get his pain. It'll come up, yeah. It'll come up, and you'll see these gorgeous shoes that he works his ass off of making. These are works of art. Uh, the stuff he's done for Ray Mysterio, like Ray Mysterio will give Jim his actual ring war masks to make shoes out of. Wow. And it's like almost sacrilegious. You know, you're like, like people are like, why are you cutting off this? And well, Ray wants me to use this mask. Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> wants me to do that. He asked me to do this. Yeah. Yes. For Ray. Uh, go to at GOI kicks and see, uh, these, uh, works of art, uh, to have the blue meanie on your podcast. That's you, uh, go to podstars.net. That's P O D S T A R Z.net. 
register your podcast, and then uh, book the blue guy for your podcast. And uh, let's have some fun. Speaking of fun, let's go over to cameo.com slash bluemeanybwo for birthdays, holiday, and well wishes. Uh, go to cameo.com slash bluemeanybwo. Uh, let's, uh, let's do a video to make somebody's day a little bit better. Uh, I just did a few uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, and uh, you know, I got a couple coming up. And I'm uh, hoping to make somebody's day a little bit happier over at cameo.com slash bluemeanybwo. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you, sir? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, and Blue Sky, which I got a notification that I had an alert on there today. Uh, so I got to get back on there because I hate Twitter now with a burning passion. Uh, you can find me at This Is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pal. You can find me there. You can also listen to my show, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net. This week's episode is going to feature Liam Crawley and Adrian Hernandez. We're going to be talking about CM Punk over on the other channel. So go ahead and listen there at foundationradio.net. Nice. Go ahead and pick up your very own official Adam Bernard Wrestle Buddy at brothersgatter.com. The holidays are here and they're upon us, and meaning we should know that it is time to get yourself an Adam Bernard Wrestle Buddy so you can beat the shit out of me whenever you want to. <laughs> but also, you can get yourself a blue meanie Wrestle Buddy. And then also, as you know, you can get a two pack, that's right, two pack, two pack of your favorite podcast host today by going to Brothers Gatter. Dot com and picking them up. The Feinberg Method. Use promo code Goober and save up to 20% off of your entire purchase. Brad Feinberg is ready to help you with your mental and physical well-being. So go to thefeinbergmethod.com. Shout out to the homies at the 10th Ward Barbershop in downtown Lawrenceville in the outskirts of Pittsburgh. They're ready to make you look like a million bucks. So go and set up your appointment today at 10thwardbarbershop.com. And don't forget to pick up some Silk Panther products while you're there to get yourself a nice quaff like Goober has. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meaning. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio. Pick up a shirt like someone did for us. They're Adam, I'm an Adam Bernard guy. we got a lot of great yeah. designs over there as well. So go and pick up those shirts and keep the lights on at Casa de Meany and the Barnard home for wayward and troubled youth. Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meaning. Sign up today. Tears starting at just $10. We want to thank our sponsors, Manscaped and Green Road CBD for sponsoring the program yes. today. And we want to thank you for listening. We yeah. appreciate you because we can't do this without you. So go ahead and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We got a lot of cool content, especially as we're gearing up to WrestleMania. We're going to have a lot of cool shit on there. Uh, we're going to share clips of the show. You get to listen to the full episodes there as well. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe here as well. Uh, go down and leave us a comment. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us how great we sound, how buttery and delicious our voices are. Uh, first thing Monday morning, let us know. We love to hear that shit. Uh, and let us know, share it with a friend, share it with someone you hate, uh, share it screaming in someone's face at the Wawa, whatever you want to do, just let people know that we are here and that you're listening. We appreciate you pod squad. Thank you so much as always for being here and Meanie, I want to thank you again for doing the show with me each and every week for the blue Meanie. I am Anna Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip through the mind of the Meanie. Peace. This episode of Mind of the Meanie is hosted and executively produced by the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. It was mixed and engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional narration is provided by the executive voice, Sam Kreps. That's me. 
Our intro music was performed by the Swamp Candles. Our outro music was performed by Chikara. Additional musical accompaniment is performed by Enrichment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or X or whatever, at Mind of the Meanie, and become part of the Pod Squad by going to patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. Find our entire show archive at mindofthemeanie.com. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Minnie's brain out.